Welcome to Fireside Breakdowns. I'm John. And I'm Robin. And together, we do nothing this week because it is a state of the podcast pod. That's right. Uh, we're going to start off the new year pretty simple. Brand new year, <laughs> brand new ideas, reflection on last year, all the things. going to go from here and share with you what our thought process is. There are some spaces, of course, that we'll be looking for some feedback from you guys. So uh, if you hear something that you have an opinion on, go ahead and shoot it to us at firesidebreakdowns at gmail.com. You can also send us a message on our Facebook at Fireside Breakdowns, or you can find us on Instagram at Fireside Breakdowns. Pretty consistent way to contact us no matter how you do it. Um, I'm going to also go ahead and put our plug, our normal pleas. Uh, if you enjoy what we do here, if you like our program, leave us a review on whatever platform that you listen on, uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Honestly, I'm not sure entirely what platforms allow reviews anymore. It seems some more and more of them are re removing that option, which is weird. But yes, please uh, leave us that review. It really helps new people find the podcast. And, and, and grow the audience and it helps what we talk about reach more ears, which is the whole point of this. If for some reason you can't leave a review on your platform, uh, consider leaving us one on the Facebook page. Uh, there is a, a reviews tab there you can find and, and leave us a review there as well. It again won't be uh, as good as leaving it on the podcast platform, I, I, we think, but any review helps drive traffic to the show. We'd greatly appreciate it, no matter where you leave that review. Uh, leave that review. But you don't necessarily need a drink this episode because it shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> there shouldn't be anything <laughs> difficult to understand in this one, I hope. Exactly. I hope. Although we do have to throw in the caveat that we are recording before it is officially 2021. So should something happen and it never become 2021, you're welcome to have that drink. Yeah, that's right, maybe true. Maybe we're just all drinking all the time. Well, the time if it's twenty, out. if it's twenty twenty one round, or if it's twenty twenty round two, I, I I don't even think that'll be a uh, a question. That'll just be a state of being. <laughs> At that point, absolutely hammered to deal with my problems. My oldest kid actually came up with probably one of the most timely dystopian short story ideas ever. And she was like, what if at 12, oh, or at, at 1201 on uh -huh. January 1st, 2021, it doesn't actually go to 1201. It just starts counting backwards. So we go back to 1159, 1158, and we just have to relive the whole year again, but backwards. I don't like it. I don't I like it at all. I was like, that's so Although, incredibly unsettling. I guess that would mean, though, that we end the year with Trump's impeachment, since that's how 2020 started. That's true. I mean, and I guess the question would be, like, do we replay the entire year, or do we just have to get to the end of the clock with new stuff happening? Oh, we gosh. didn't get that into detail, but... I don't know which would be worse, honestly. I mean, if uh, it gives us back Alex Trebek, I'm, I'm kind of willing to that's do That's true, I mean, if we did it all backwards, that's some 330,000 lives that, you know, yeah. we get back. And then maybe when we go through 2020 for the third time to get back to 2021, <laughs> right. people will wear their masks and oh. stop acting like they know more than professionals who dedicate their lives to studying pandemics. I don't you know. know. I don't know. There's yeah. people whose you know entire job is this stuff, but... Whatever. I'm, I'm sure that your five minutes of Google Foo uh, definitely yielded superior results. Right. I'm sure. Which it does sound a little, uh, I don't know the, the proper idiom for it, but kind of blinded to our own <laughs> thing here. A little bit of pot calling the kettle it, black. It, yeah, a little bit. 
a little bit since you know a large part of what we do is is research um i think though that the primary difference and one that i want to highlight and one of the reasons the state of the pot is good is that uh what we do is not we don't set out to to support our point when we're researching right we don't go we don't go it's conclusion shopping you know we don't go and say oh we know this is true we need to go find evidence to support it we really do start with a well you know what is true here what can we find the most data to support and bring that to the listener so if you've been listening all of this time and you wonder a little bit about our process it's very much a let's go dig through a mountain of information and try to distill that into something that we can communicate in our our now shorter timetable <laughs> yes. uh, for the episode and, uh, and, and feel fairly confident that we're not bringing something that we've spun, but that we have honestly tried to understand and and package for for you the listener yeah we come into these things always trying to start with an outline because you have to have something to guide your research Um, but there hasn't been an episode yet where the outline hasn't changed based on what we found you know because we're not we're not trying to prove a point we're trying to present you with everything we can find on a certain topic um, and let that research guide what we give to you guys and then at the end of the day, all of our research and all of our sources are there and available for you. So if you, you know, if you take exception to something that we present, we absolutely welcome that feedback, right? We're not, we're not looking for an yeah. echo chamber where everyone tells us that we've done such a good job researching because we've, we've looked at a few things. Pick it apart, you know, tell us we're wrong. We love that kind of stuff. Yeah, especially, time. well, we, we, we like being critiqued, right. I want to say. What we what is not conducive to what we're trying to do here is just being told that we're wrong, which the Internet is really, (laughs) really good at doing the second and really (laughs) crappy at doing the first. Right. You know, we've we started running ads for this show a month ago now. Yeah, something like that. Like on Facebook and. Uh, I wasn't ready. I think we touched on it a little bit. Robin, yeah. this is her job. That's my part of my job, yeah. It's the yeah. part I don't love. I mean, not surprisingly, right? That well, is definitely yeah, no not kidding. the part of my job that I don't, that I that I like. Um, but, yeah, and it's, the part of that's my fault. I did not give a fair warning that that would happen. Um, but sometimes you just got to jump in with both feet. yeah. Yeah. But the sharks nibble your toes a little bit. Yeah. It was, I mean, honestly, it wasn't exactly. So, listener, what happened, what had happened was <laughs> that uh, particularly I made a an ad and Facebook allows you to adjust the target audience for that ad to, to get a certain result. So... I adjusted the ad for engagement because my thought process was if people are getting engaged with the content, they're more likely to come visit our page, to listen to the uh, to the podcast. You know, they're interested. From a logical uh, so, yeah, perspective, mentally, you're not wrong. Yeah. But from a real world, real world <laughs> perspective, I don't know how I could have been more wrong. Because... <laughs> Think about, dear listener, the people who get engaged in the stuff that we talk about. There are only two groups. There are only two groups. There are the people who genuinely are interested in it, and they tend to be in agreement, for the most part, uh, to the with the data or the things that we talk about. And then there's trolls. And holy crap they came out in force on that ad and it was i mean it was honestly really depressing because 
a lot of these, just the explicitly racist stuff that was being said on, on, on one of right. those posts was like, ugh, come on. Um, and there was maybe, I think, uh, I, I think maybe one, one good faith question asked. Yeah. And then the rest were definitely all like gotcha questions or intentional, uh, misconstruing of the data or ignoring stuff or apparently Robin and I don't know if you guys knew this or not but Robin and I are racists yeah and and uh we hate white males yep and we hate minorities we just at the same time all of it all of it on the same post I don't know how we I don't know how people like twisted their mind into arriving at that conclusion (laughs) but also data is um also racist yeah like statistics are racist because they exist yeah that's what was that's what stunned me more than anything and i think i I, you know stun is a is a big word i should say that's what frustrated me i think is more accurate term more than anything is that just the the idea of studying how uh, racial identity impacts people is racist. Right. What? What? Oh, man. I mean, I feel like I feel like maybe this year that one is definitely worth exploring. And it's an extension of um, some of the stuff that we talked about in our episode on the arguments against systemic racism. This idea of colorblind society um, and kind of in that 1990s era we ingrained in culture that if you talk about race it's racist like it's completely inappropriate to discuss because we're all equal and all that stuff and I think um in light of those comments and and maybe maybe that would be a good opportunity for us to share some of those comments that that we found on that post um but I think we really have trained people to think that talking about race makes you a racist. I, it's wild to me because it's it seems to be conflating this idea that acknowledging the existence of a disparity is creating the disparity. Right. Like that it's conflating it? the two yeah. ideas. And it's 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 not quantum mechanics, guys. Like observing it doesn't make it so. It doesn't like, right. it doesn't it's not one of those things that doesn't exist until you look at it. It, it's whether or not we have studies on it doesn't change the fact that some people's lives are different, that they experience the world in a different way because of something as stupid and meaningless ultimately as how dark their skin tone is. Right. And, and, and simply acknowledging a disparity doesn't require one to bear responsibility or guilt, right? There's no implicit guilt in acknowledging that there is a disparity. And I I think that's what a lot of people see. You know, if you're a white male and you're asked to acknowledge the fact that women of color make up less than 3% of corporate executives, whereas white males make up 66%, like, we're not asking you to accept blame or give up your job or... You know, or or even take any significant action necessarily in your life. We don't know who you are. We don't know your circumstances or, or where you exist. But just acknowledging that disparity is important. Yeah, and that was it. it I think that that particular knee jerk reaction. This is a, this is all opinion, guys. We have there's no research in this. Yeah, episode. no, no, we're just saying things. I I think that particular knee jerk reaction is a result of the this mental or programming or training that is it's it's super super popular amongst practitioners of this this thing called identity politics mm-hmm. which we we've kind of touched on a couple times but just the idea that based on circumstances beyond your control people are trying to make you feel bad 
and that any mention of those circumstances beyond your control are an attempt at a guilt trip. Mm-hmm. And we see it in a bunch of different forms, but generally speaking, you know, the, the simplest form is, is when somebody on our post was like, oh, another uh, white man hating post or something like that. Right. And it's just like, it, I don't understand how acknowledging a bias automatically equates to this idea that I hate white men I really just want to respond like dude I am a white man right (laughs) I don't (laughs) what are you talking about um interestingly before we started recording actually my uh I was doing training for my my big boy job that I actually make money at and it was this the first year that I'd taken it, the first year I'd seen it. So I think they did roll it out this year. This um, Inclusion 101 is what they called it, where they talked about diversity and, and stuff. And I appreciated the training for what it was. It was pretty detailed. Something I noticed early on was that they recognized that people had this mentality that the mere mention of inequality is problematic for certain people you know like we said acknowledging that there is a problem Mm -hmm. somehow upsets people and they took great pains to explain the concept of implicit bias and where it comes from and to say the by the the those implicit biases in and of themselves aren't anything to feel guilty or wrong about you are a product of your upbringing we all are we all have them You don't need to feel guilty about having those reactions. The, what you need to do is control your response Mm -hmm. to certain things. Right. And they, they walked people through breaking down how certain situations might, uh, might be bad or negatively thought about and, you know, you know, like, if you have a, an older coworker who's always talking about the good old days and making jokes about the, you know, back in my day, that sort of thing, how that might be annoying to a younger generation because things aren't the same. And then that might lead us to, I say us, I turned 32 today. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm still technically a younger generation. I'd like to be cool and hip, but I'm definitely not. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, no, um, how it might lead people who find that stuff annoying to, to exile somebody based on that. And just because they feel like that person doesn't get it or they don't understand. Um, and it, it kind of walked through how to stop and recognize, recognize that feeling to begin with that, Hey, I don't feel great. Physically, a lot of times there's a, there's a physical reaction when somebody's pissing you off or getting under your skin, right? And then to understand why you might feel that way, to analyze the, um, the factors that, that led to that, and then to search out other opinions, to actively be like, yes, I see this. Yes, I see where that's coming from. Let me look for um, a, a different opinion on this and then evaluate how that might benefit this is in the workplace but how that might benefit our company or that or or the project that we're working on and it tried to apply a very logical and very methodical approach to something that is inherently illogical and irrational literally like there's no rationale to your inherent biases it's just a it's a knee-jerk it's a twitch yeah so i was pretty proud of my company for that they did however However, I'm sorry, I don't mean to dominate the conversation. They did, I just want to say, they, they ignored one factor, at least in the training, that we had talked about here, which is how systemic issues present themselves as, in the workplace, as a bias, even, even when you do blind selection of things, right? So we talked about in episode something or another a while back, Um, which one was that? It had to be two or three or four. How even in 
double blind studies when the selector was choosing somebody for a job or a scholarship or a position um, and didn't know anything about, oh, this was affirmative action, didn't know anything about the applicant beyond their qualifications, how there was still bias present in the selection process. And that the bias comes from the systemic issues that limited the opportunities available to people to build out their resumes before they applied for something, right? right? And there was no mention of, of that in the training, which I feel like is a critical component that needs to be recognized. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see what corporate training looks like in the coming years because because there was that whole kerfuffle this fall with President Trump essentially, I don't remember if it was legislative action or executive order or if it was just something he said out loud. Um, at this point, I can never remember what is actual legal action that has been taken by the executive branch and, and what is just the current president opining. Um, <laughs> but He opines which, via executive order quite a bit, so right. I don't blame you. But there was that whole scuffle about any sort of corporate training for any company that either is within the government or contracts with the government, which is just a huge, vast swath of, of companies. It's, it's, it's so big. Not being able to include anything to do with critical race theory or systemic racism in their corporate training um, because it is, quote unquote, profoundly un-American. So it'll well, be interesting the... to see how that affects yeah. people's, you know, their annual trainings coming up kind of just in the beginning of this year. and. I was. I did wonder if this training that I was taking was a, a response to that, like, okay, we can't do the normal, uh, like a critical race theory training, so we're just going to do a different training that skirts around the edges of the issue. Right. Um, but uh, I also wonder oh. how many companies are just going to be like, meh, whatever. We're getting a new president in a few weeks anyway. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I. Uh, but that that that. The elimination of the critical race theory, that it's just one more facet facet of the the mentality that even talking about race makes the problem worse. Yeah. You know, that's uh, exactly the sort of <laughs> low-level analysis. Cold take? Is there such a thing as a cold take? Is it the opposite <laughs> of a hot take? I don't know. I don't know, yeah. That, that makes problems worse. Anyway, we're actually getting way too serious for <laughs> this podcast yeah, like we way more than we actually wanted and, to. and now all right well, here we are say something down well but that's i did want to ask you like how has doing this podcast changed things for you since we started this uh six or seven months ago now like, yeah uh, i mean i guess one thing that i didn't realize was how many people that i know that didn't know the things that i know um, just being able to produce this podcast and the research that I've done has made me more able to engage in conversations with people who are trying to have these big picture hard topic conversations. And it's given me the tools that I didn't know I needed to engage in a way that other people can relate with. But then also on the flip side, I didn't realize how many people that I know who don't actually give a rip about the realities and the research and they just want to spout their opinions so it's been kind of a polarizing experience in how I'm dealing with people and how I see people dealing with information over the last six months which has been really cool yeah and it's a little scary, certainly but also it, mostly really cool mostly cool I agree yeah. it's certainly drawn out some more um opinionated factions in my circles i will say i think i've unconsciously done a pretty good job of weeding out mm -hmm. people that don't care about data in general yeah um which I, i'm jury's out on if that's a good thing or a bad thing because those people i truly believe those people still need to be reached in some way and their opinion isn't worthless there is something to be said for addressing the emotional content of a lot of the opinions of people, right? They might be wrong, but there's a reason that they cling so desperately to those opinions. Right. And without understanding that, without understanding where that, de that 
desire comes from, we won't ever be able to meet them in a place where we can reach that mutual understanding. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, the core tenets of our podcast is that we're trying to build mutual understanding. And so that's one of the things that I've noticed that this podcast has highlighted for me is that there are people who are willing to listen to data and appreciate it for the picture that it paints. And I would say it's about like an 80-20 split. 80% of those people probably are already in the same mental space as we are mm-hmm. or very similar. 20% of them understand the data, but they are asking more questions and they're not fully convinced by it, which is great. I, those, that's, that's a very good place to be. You should always be questioning the data. We are never going to 100% defend our stance here and be like, no, we can't be wrong. No. You know, because one, we're human. Two, this is a part-time job. So we can only process so much data. Right. You know, for each episode. And I I mean, it's still an absurd amount. I never thought I'd be reading the U.S. Constitution this much uh, again. <laughs> okay. uh, but... You know, it, you know, we'll miss something, obviously. We, yeah. we said it in the introductions, episode zero, forever ago. We're going to get it wrong. Um, but it's the, it's the other group, the people who aren't even willing to give this a fair shake, to give listening to it a fair shake, that we need to find some way to bridge. And that's going to come through emotional appeals. Yeah. Which, as much as I abhor that, because I don't think any serious topics should be discussed through an emotional lens. Um, the fact of the matter is it's very, very effective. And we see it in right. politics all the time, all the time, all the time. Just watch 90% of the political ads out there, especially the current slate of uh, Republican-run ads, are all about emotion, driving up oh, yeah. fear, driving up um, anger, stoking division, because if they can divide you, they can get you to vote for them right because they're you know they're going to address that so it's been this podcast has been really interesting for me to help build that sort of factual lexicon yes but also um forcing me to meet somebody at the level where they exist currently and talk to them there yeah it has definitely changed my perspective. You can't just, as, as nice as it would be, you can't just go to somebody with the facts and open the book and point to it and say, look, this is the data. Right. Because that person might have an emotional block to accepting that. And they will find a way to justify not believing it. And sort of, it's been a great experience, frustrating but great, to sort of, understand that and internalize it and come to a place where I can talk to somebody better about it through this podcast. Um, dang, this might be one of our deeper episodes. Uh, <laughs> and we were like, oh yeah, no, if we make it to half an hour, we're going to be, we're going to be doing really oh, yeah, good. Well, yeah, we're 27 minutes good. in. Yeah. You know. Yep. And we haven't even gotten to 2021 goals yet, but that's okay because... This kind of reflection is what helps us to know where we want to go moving mm. forward. Mm. You know, we've got to know where we came from and, and the good and the bad and the ugly um, before we can make plans for going forward. So, Do you think we've failed anything so far? Like, what's our, what in your opinion is the worst misstep of the podcast so far? Okay, so this... I think our our worst misstep was underestimating what goes into each topic um, because I feel like in our first few episodes on systemic racism, we really did the listener a disservice by trying to give them too much all at mm-hmm. once. Like we hit it really, really hard two hours an episode for four episodes, five episodes. Five total, yeah. Um, and... And as we've gone through the process so many more times, I think we've hit on that rhythm that really blends the practical and the factual 
So we do get to that meet the listener where they are emotional level where I think we just went at it hard and heavy with our nerd brains. Yeah, the first exactly. Few episodes. What appealed to us. What appealed right. to us. Yeah. Right. Um, which, yeah, I mean, and that's, it's not a failure, right? It's not wrong because that's the heart of this podcast. That's, that's where this all started is there's so much information out there that people don't understand that they haven't encountered, that we haven't encountered that we feel like is essential for processing these really big, complicated things. Like you have to have this background in order to process this well. Uh, but we just we just jumped into master's level thesis. Um, and yeah. <laughs> so maybe eventually we'll go back and, and distill those down just a little bit to make them more digestible in an effort yeah. to get that information across more effectively. Not that any of yeah. it is not valid or appropriate or important uh, but there just is a limit to what people can process in one yeah. chunk of time that's that's it. yeah yeah and i i cannot believe <laughs> how, <laughs> how how hard we went on those episodes <laughs> it was and it, so hard I don't know why, looking back on it, like, why in the world were we like, you know where we should start? We should start with systemic racism, <laughs> you know. And our defense, I mean, we it joke was about super it. timely. It was super yeah. timely. Unfortunately, yeah, I don't know. I can't see a time in the future when it's not going to be timely. Um, yeah. It's one of those evergreen topics that we talk about every now it, and then. Yeah. Behind the scenes, behind the curtains. Um, very much right now and very much probably for a, a significant amount of time going forward, but... Yeah. I, I genuinely, truly, genuinely, that a lot of the topics that we talk about should have their own podcast, <laughs> their own yeah. miniseries. And they all, all of them, all of them, have their own books and their own classes and their own lectures. And, uh, you know, it's to say that we are capable of distilling to really even think about being able to distill these complicated topics into bite size or relatively bite sized chunks is, is probably hubris at its finest, but I, it, it has to be done. I feel like I yeah. this information has to be sent and presented and, uh, out in the world in, multiple different formats for people to be exposed to it over and over and over again. Because very few people see something one time and they're like, yep, bam, got it. Right. So, but yeah, hence, hence the recent format change though to shorter episodes. I say that unironically, they are technically shorter. Yes. <laughs> We, yes. we have chopped off about 30 minutes. <laughs> it's still longer than we were trying to do. Right. But um, as we're 32 minutes into this one. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, that's why we changed. That's for sure why we changed. Because I think it is impossible for anybody to focus on something, anything, but especially something like this uh, for two hours at a time without yeah. any sort of break. Any sort of break. Because uh, we don't even have ad breaks, guys. Yeah, uh, I know. You're welcome. We, we pour. <laughs> we pour. <laughs> we don't make no money. <laughs> so uh, I think that's probably enough navel-gazing for, <laughs> for one episode. <laughs> I do, I do want to hear from our listeners, anybody listening to this, you know, we've talked about how this has impacted us and some of the missteps that we've, we've made. And, um, I think, sorry, I never really got to my, what I thought my misstep was. Yeah. It's nothing major, but honestly, the time commitment, I did not expect, oh, yeah. I did not expect the time commitment. Uh, every episode I'd say combined, we put in 20 to 30 hours of research alone, um, per episode. And then, recording is a solid three sometimes four hour endeavor once you know we get everything set up and, and warmed up and you know going and then editing on the backside after everything's said and done uh y'all are welcome for the editing i do on this 
you don't understand <laughs> how many ums and so's and verbal ticks and pauses and that I take out from every episode because these are not polished speeches that we're giving you know we have our outline we have our notes and then we're reading them and we're tripping over ourselves all over if i left everything in every episode would have at least 10 more minutes of just nothing in it yeah nonsense so but i mean editing alone i think the fastest i was able to edit an episode was about five hours once uh to get everything put together and uh, that was one of our shorter episodes. Usually it's closer to six or seven. Some of them are eight hours of editing. Uh, which is also why I don't listen to our episodes after we release them. <laughs> because nope. I've already listened to them so much. Yeah, I, I know every word we're saying. And I don't need to hear us say them again. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then there's a bunch of you know, accessory stuff. Finding appropriate audio sometimes for the episodes where I'm able to pull audio. Uh, finding audio that can be used for the podcast. Stuff that yeah. is available for full free. I had to remove the audio clip from one of our productions a couple weeks back. The first episode in uh, Representation has a, uh, I had a, a, a great short you know, video from PBS NewsHour at the end, the, the audio from it because it was a bunch of kids talking about why representation was important to them. And it's just, it's, it's moving to hear, I think, children talk about these big topics and why it matters because we do children a great disservice and think that they are not as deep or they don't pay as much attention as they do all the time. They're sort of like half human beings. So hearing these like tiny voices talk about how important it was, I think was, it was so great, but PBS... (laughs) required $25 a second for the audio. (laughs) And that was a two minute and 20 second clip. And I'm going to reiterate, we make no money doing this. So we don't have a budget for that. We have less than $0 for buying uh, the rights to play something like that. So I I took it out and, uh, and the link to that, video is in our show notes now i added it to the show notes so if you are if you if you missed that if you're coming on to this episode now um go check out the the show notes and uh, and watch that video again it's less than three minutes long and it's incredible really really important to understand how the things we do today are are reflecting to our children the future generations um, so yeah, the, just the investiture of resources that this thing takes, I was not ready for that. Definitely a misstep on my part. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. This is 100% like a part-time job. Easily. Which is great because I love it, right? It's, this is like, this makes my little nerd heart happy. Um, but I think had we not planned for four hours a week each going into this, it would not have felt like such a surprise. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but I, I love it too. Honestly, this is, this is more fulfilling in a lot of ways than my actual job is, which is crazy because I also love my actual job. And, you know, national security is kind of important. Um, yeah. <laughs> A little. Uh, so, given that, let's talk about. We're gonna let you guys know, listeners, some of our uh, some of our goals for 2021 moving yeah. forward. I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. I think if you're going to do a New Year's resolution, you might as well start the day you think about it. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise, you're just wasting time. Do it. Hey, if you made a New Year's resolution. I totally support you in that. Don't get me wrong. I hope you nail it. But don't give yourself an excuse not to pursue it. (laughs) Right. Go. Go. Go do it. I believe in you. You Um, So, but let's let's talk about uh, 2021 resolutions for the pod. Robin, lay it on me. What are we trying to do this year? All right. Goal number one. 
50 episodes. Notice, mm-hmm. I did not say 52 episodes. Because given the time commitment, I think we have both realized that there needs to be a buffer of a couple of weeks, a couple of episodes, when we need to just be able to say we can't make this work. Now, mm-hmm. if we crush it all year long and we get to Christmas and New Year's next year and we take those two episodes off, super cool. That's awesome. Super cool. Uh, but if life happens in between and we need to take a couple of random weeks off, we've got a little bit of space to do that. Yeah. And of course, we will let you, the listener, know if that's coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, it might just be a five minute, hey, there's going to be no episode this week. Sorry. But, you know, life happens. Again, this is a something we do in our free time that we manage to wedge in around everything else, <laughs> uh, which is a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but yeah, I would I I want to get fifty solid ones out there. It'd be yeah. good. And then I think on top of that, one of the reasons we want to we switch to the producing uh, every week, and we want to have about fifty episodes this year or 50 episodes this year is because we are trying to grow our audience, you guys. Right now, uh, we have a handful of listeners for every episode that are regular, and we thank you very much for your attention and your time. We We see you. Hi. Thank you. Hi. We try to respect that uh, as much as we can, but we would like to grow to, on social media at least, have around 10,000 followers, which sounds astronomical. It sounds like a lot. Uh, I know when I saw that number, I was like, oh, that's so many people. I don't think, I, I mean, I don't even know if I have that many dollars. I don't think I do. Uh, the good news but, is we uh, don't have to give a dollar to everyone. Yeah. So we enough. can just hold on to those dollars. Yeah. Um, but we, it, that doesn't necessarily mean 10,000 people who, who listen to the podcast. Although, hopefully, there would be a large overlap there. Um, but the, the followers on social media help spread the word, help get this information out there. And we try to publish interesting, topical, important data on our social media for everybody as well. So even if we only had people following us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Um, we don't have, we're we not going to have a Twitter. We don't have Sorry. a Twitter. We're not going, not to. going to. I hate Twitter. Um, then, you know, that's just, again, one more exposure to the information to get people to think about it. Um, and a corollary to having that many followers is... 5,000 downloads. 5K, oh, yes. boom, boom. Um, and by that, we, we don't mean, like, 5,000 people actually have an episode of our podcast, like, sitting in a file on their desktop. Um, that's just the way that, that podcast listens are measured. They're measured in downloads because technical computery things. Um, so we would. That we don't fully understand. I'm not. Gonna <laughs> so we would hope to um, this year hit five thousand of those. That would mean that at some point this year, people have listened to an episode of our show five thousand times. Yeah, that'd be great. For some perspective on that, these last just shy of twenty episodes have generated. About six hundred listens year to date. Yeah, so which is not bad. I'm I'm pleased with that. That is no. Uh, I'm I'm guys. Not gonna lie. Didn't even know if we would have listeners when we started this, but we felt yeah. it was important, and that the data being out there and the information being out there was more important than anything else. So uh, also the catharsis of unloading all of these complicated thoughts in some place <laughs> right. other than Facebook. Definitely yes. self-serving, but uh, yeah, yeah, we would really love to see more people listening to this, obviously, for obvious reasons. And the more people that listen, the more people, I'm confident, will be engaged, which kind of leads into our next goal for 2021. Mm-hmm. Which, which is, is more listener requests, 10 yeah. listener-requested topics. Um, this year, I think we've done... We did three this year, if yes. you include the if you include the the next series that we're doing, which is the presidential pardons one. Uh, spoiler alert! That's the that's what's coming out. It's coming and next. We, we've already done the research for that one. It is cool. I'm actually really stoked about these 
probably two episodes looking at how much we've got. Yeah. Maybe three. Maybe. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I two. Know. I think we can do it in two. I think we can do two. But uh, yeah, another timely, hard-hitting topic coming down the pipe. And uh, that was thanks to a, a, a listener request. And uh, the previous episode on first, third world countries and where that comes from and, and everything, that was a listener request. And then, uh, oh shoot, what was the other one that we did? Affirmative action. Affirmative action. A listener request. Thank you. So we love getting listener requests because it lets us know where our audience is at and what we need to be focusing our attention on. Uh, So send them to us. More than happy to break them down. Uh, It's actually a, a great joy. Yes. And then sort of ancillary, ancillary other goals uh that they're not like goals goals they're more like steps that fireside (laughs) fireside productions i've said that in two episodes now it's not a real thing there's no fireside productions llc yet Uh, maybe maybe we'll see Uh, news on that front eventually Uh, (laughs) but uh we have a couple uh, steps that we're going to we're looking into taking right now we'd love to hear your feedback obviously on all of this there's a reason we're telling you all of this um, but we are looking very seriously at setting up a patreon yes because a patreon would allow us to do things like get a washington post subscription so that we can read timely mm. news mm. or pay for access to some scholarly journals that we may not be able to get through our local library because neither mm-hmm. one of us are officially university students anymore, and they have revoked our access to all of the delightful benefits that come with that. Because it's been a hot minute. Um, <laughs> and so with that, we would obviously want to provide you, our listener, who is contributing with some extra benefits, like perhaps early release of episodes, perhaps access to some supplemental content that go, either goes with the episode or is just a timely rant from one of us breaking down something that is happening in the news. We have all kinds of ideas, uh, but one of our next steps this year will definitely be uh, to set up some sort of option for you to help contribute to the resources that go into this podcast. Neither one of us is looking to get rich on this. Uh, Let's be honest, it's podcasting, but it would be nice if we could subsidize the research that we're doing. That's our goal. Yeah, if we could offset the cost at any amount um it is a little uh surprising how fast expenses added up (laughs) on this not gonna lie um but you know our the the uh the promise that comes along with that is that we're never going to paywall the podcast itself right Right. all of this information is always going to be out there it's going to be published for free um we we keep going back and forth talking about ads, but the fact of the matter is we don't have a large enough audience to add ads to our podcast anyway at this moment. Typically, uh, they don't. Uh, most ad providers won't look at you. Most businesses won't look at you to run ads on their podcast until you've got a, like 10,000 listeners per episode, 10,000 yeah. 10, downloads per episode. Um, and I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if you heard this, guys, but we're trying to hit 5,000 downloads total right. for 2021. Right. So I and eventually, don't like, think... If we get there, right, and and Purple Mattress really wants to talk to the people who listen to our podcast, that's something that we can consider down the line. But really, the ultimate yeah. goal is to just facilitate these kinds of conversations, like we talked about earlier, to make sure that you and we have all the information that we need to engage with these topics effectively. Yeah. And that will always remain the primary goal. Uh, neither Robin nor I need this podcast to generate money for us. As much as we joke about it costing us money, it is not necessary. Right. We are fine. And then I think we're also going to set up a uh, an official website at some point in 2021. That's another reason we kind of want to defray the costs is that will cost money, of course. Um, you know, Facebook's nice. The, the place where we host 
this show is is on Podbean. It's okay. Don't hate it. There's just a lot of limitations. Yeah. And a lot of people, I I bet, click on the link to find us, and they get talk, you know, taken to this download Podbean thing if they're on their phone. It just, yeah. So we'll probably at some point set up a, an official website where it'll be easier to navigate, easier to find our, you know, every show note and, and what we have researched and the links to our content and maybe a Patreon at that point or other smaller things that we do. So that's some of the developments we're looking at for 2021. And uh, the, reason, the reason we are telling you this is because we want you to help us. <laughs> this is yeah. not hiding that at all. We need you to help us to reach these goals. It's uh, as much as we put into this, we're not going to reach any of these goals on our own efforts. Yeah. And uh, so if you continue to talk about it, uh, recommend this podcast to your friends, to people who would appreciate it, to people who need to hear it, uh, leave reviews for us. I cannot stress enough how important it is to get reviews on a podcast uh, because that is basically the most effective form of advertising a podcast can have uh, aside from being recommended by another podcast with a larger following. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which we're trying. You know how hard it is to send a cold email to somebody who's never heard of this little munchkin podcast and get a response? You know, the only people out of the dozens of emails that I've sent out to respond have been PBS, which I love, but <laughs> it's just like... But like they were like, you right. could give us a lot of money. And we were like, yeah, exactly. That's why they mind. responded. Never mind. Like, you know, never mind. We good. Appreciate Thanks. That. We'll keep you in mind. Yeah. Have a, have a Merry Christmas. Because uh, <laughs> that's when I got the response. Right. So yeah. So please, um, you know, Keep pushing us out there. Keep spreading the word if you believe in us. Uh, I hope you do. I hope we have begun to develop some trust with you. If you're a regular listener, you find that you can rely at least on the data that we're presenting, even if our opinion might not be as reliable (laughs) because we're opinionated humans. Um, But yeah, we really are grateful for everything that you have done we are incredibly excited looking into 2021 and moving forward about what this year could hold for all of us so thank you so much 